You are listening to episode 64. This episode is brought to you by my new course, How to Dominate LinkedIn with Your Personal Brand. Do you feel like when you're on the LinkedIn platform, you're not really sure how to actually navigate it? Does it feel clunky or confusing? And do you have all these connections, but you're not sure how to really leverage those connections and how to really show up virtually in presenting your personal brand? Well, that is what this course is about because since September, I've gone from 1,500 connections to about 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. Not only that, I've gotten clients through my content and people have actually reached out to me to speak for virtual speaking engagements. So if this is something that you would really like to capitalize on and take advantage of and learn about, then this course is definitely for you. And you can learn about it more in my show notes and I will have the link to the waitlist just for you. And now on with the show. On today's episode, I get to interview Marilyn the Chef and she also took part in the brunch pitch. And so this is the third part of the brunch pitch series, which you have all been listening to, and I hope enjoying so far. Marilyn the Chef is sharing her lifestyle of self-love, and she advocates for food justice, youth, and has a mission of global woman empowerment. She really discusses food and health disparities, especially for those who can't afford to get good nutrition, and really shares her passion for her community and those individuals who are underserved. By the way, if you have been enjoying these podcast episodes, be sure to leave me a rating and I'd love to see a comment too. Which episode have you enjoyed the most? Let me know in the comments. And thank you so much for those who have been leaving comments and ratings. It really does help this podcast move forward and really does help, you know, all the podcast outlets know that this is something that people want to hear. By the way, if you are sincerely enjoying these episodes, I do want to hear how they have been impacting you and helping you to move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. And without further ado, on with the episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. everyone and welcome to the Okiki podcast. So here's another contestant who was part of the brunch pitch and she's Marilyn the chef and today I get to discuss with her about what got her into the brunch pitch competition and really led her to creating her business. So uh, thank you Marilyn for coming on today and we'd love to know more about you as an audience. How did you go about your business? How did you go about creating it? And was, were you always wanting to be an entrepreneur or did you start in other places first? I believe I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always 
worked my own way. And then I knew that that would most likely have to set me in a path where I worked in for myself as a Black woman. I don't feel like there's a lot of safe spaces for me to flourish as I want to. And the way they want us to flourish, like with long-term education, lots of debt, and then you still have an $80,000 wage gap in this country. So mm-hmm. it's like I can get a PhD and someone of, the, of another race is still going to have a starting salary about 80000 higher than me, up to 80000 higher. And doing this research, I realized that I needed to own what I wanted. So I started working in hotels as a sous chef and an sh- executive chef. And I came back here. I've done so many things. I worked, I started out working administrative work. So I always knew how to manage operations and accounting. And so when I launched my business in 2010, I had already been doing catering and things like that, but I wanted to do pop-up brunches that focus on health because of the health disparities I've overcame, like PCOS, uh, Mm. PTSD. And at 28, I was about 12 different medications, medications that were being caused by the medications. So I had to take another medication because it was causing this or causing that. And so I started doing research in the early 2000s, which was very different than how research is done now. And really testing out different food products. And so I wanted to create a brunch that was healthy and Mm. fun and culturally responsive. And so I did those. They were great. I specialized in North African and Middle Eastern cuisine with a flair to it, bringing that fusion of the Bronx where I'm from, born and raised, bringing that into the cuisine, adding the cilantros, you know, realizing that that was heavy in North African cuisine. Like how do we pair and meet each other in food? And creating an environment for that. So boom, it gets to about 2013. I'm on my second child, which they told me I would never have. And I'm healing. And I started working as a health advocate, food justice advocate out here in Brooklyn, working with local legislators and started teaching constituents through that. And I realized I love that a lot more than I did cooking in the kitchen. Uh, So I rebranded my business in the middle of a divorce in 2016. And by the end of 2017, I had a contract with a a nonprofit and a charter school, which was something people told me I could never do because I have a culinary degree and working daytime hours, teaching healthy and civic cooking class, which taught kids how to do a food justice initiative along with how to cook and how to be healthy and understand their food. So I contracted with them and then with another company in the South Bronx that hosts gardens behind their buildings. And I came and would teach them how to use the food that's in the garden and how to eat it and how to eat raw and how to eat well and how the food heals your body. So Mm. bring element while being culturally responsive because I'm from the Bronx, not being a transplant, even though I live in Brooklyn, I'm from the Bronx, I can relate. I can have, mm-hmm. I have an understanding. I'm not coming with my shine of light. It is, I'm, I'm humble. I come to show up to say, this is a hundred percent divine appetite. It, bills paid. My kids go to cooperatives. My kids have never been to the DOE of public education. As mm-hmm. a single parent, I do yeah. this. Hustle should never leave your life because I called the people who I got who riding around and getting it and shining about it. And I said, hey, what do you got to donate for some bottles? Because I had 12 people email me to make them herbs. Two parents say, can you make a seasoning that you make in the classrooms? And so I said, I'm going to launch my own seasoning and herbs while I'm locked up in this house. And I needed the capital from my friends. And so they all donated money and I bought some bottles and I bought labels. And it ain't no big, shiny, bougie, red bottom story. It's literally I'm hungry and I'm going to eat because I'm from the hood. And in the hood, we eat. We don't wait to eat after a six months business plan and we launch our proper proposal. We go outside and get some money. 
And that's what I did. And that's why I'm here. One year later, now I'm opening a location. It's not a storefront. It's on the third floor. And I waited and I waited until I found in Brooklyn, which most of the landlords are Jewish in my community. And I found me a black woman landlord. And it includes a whole garden space that I'm turning into a teaching garden. So my business that got a lot going on, it's still operating with a lot going on. It's a, it's a food education business. And I also sell, while I'm educating you to eat herbs, I'm selling you the herbs that you can put into your body. So it's all actually aligned. You know what I mean? It's all the same. That sounds pretty genius. Yeah. And that's my, that's my story. I just want, I like to voice that aspect because all of us are not chic. All of us don't got it together. All of us don't have a slew of dynamic winning family members to feed us and clothe us and partners. Some of us don't, but I don't want those women and men to not do it because 80% of the people are saying, this is how a good business runs. And they show you their nice background and then they compare themselves from Atlanta. My, I got a warehouse in two years because I work smart. No, you got a warehouse because a warehouse in Atlanta it's, it's what a studio costs in New York. Like, you, we ain't on the same level, ma. You know what I mean? Talk to me when you got a warehouse in Brooklyn. You understand? Then, yeah. I, then we can relate. And that's what I want us to do. I want us to simplify business and make and stop generalizing it. Simplify it to where an average person can understand and then meet people where they are. Right? I feel like <laughs> you had so much for me <laughs> to Sorry. unpack in there that story. Because you're, you're really talking about a lot of things, like, again, business assumptions, assumptions of wealth, of course, because it's like, is wealth what you show people or is wealth what's happening behind the scenes? Because a lot of people can, you know, flex, but what's actually happening. And then you talked about having multiple streams of income, which is actually most of the richest people in the world actually have multiple streams of income. So it actually, as you were saying, like some people think that sounds crazy. Actually, the more I've read into it, the more I've realized that's actually the advisable thing is if you have a concept that can create multiple streams, what are those streams? So really excited to hear how in your journey, you took what was your own personal health issues and you're like, hey, I need to change what I'm eating so that my body can heal itself and have food as medicine. And then, oh, I can teach people oh, I can actually grow those herbs. So I think there's a lot for our audience to unpack there. And then I guess the last point I got from what you just said too is is the comparison thing. That's huge. It's very easy to go on Instagram or anywhere and see other business owners and assume like maybe I'm doing something wrong or they seem to be so much further along and you're comparing yourself to other people's progress rather than comparing yourself to yourself and where you're going. So I think- it's really interesting um, and a really good point. And I think just recognizing, I think at the end of the day, it sounds like you're very passionate about being the business owner that shows others who came from your background or in your situation and specifically even geographically, given the unique challenges that you can actually do it. And I guess in light of that, I wanted to ask you then, was that your goal going to the brunch pitch competition? And also, as you mentioned, you were pretty successful even during the pandemic because of your multiple streams of income. So do you mind sharing with our audience how you maintain that? Because a lot of people's businesses did not survive the pandemic. So I'd love to hear that too. So yes, for the first one, yes, Emma is like, her and um, Tajmir are like, first of all, like divine walking lights. 
So if they told me to come to the block <laughs> with my and do anything, I'm coming. That's number one. And not many people can have that kind of power over me because I listen to no one and, and don't roll with no one. But these women are literally out here and really love the people they work with. And they have what I call emotional intelligence. And that is the people that I'm willing to just jump. Like, where you at? Where you want me to go? What you want me to do? All right, I'm going to check this out. And I saw who's on the panel, mainly this woman who's a PR and another young man who does media because that's where I want to go next. I want to be on television. I am a whole brand that I worked my behind off to create the Marilyn the Chef brand, you know, and people are open for it. And I saw that and I said, okay, boom, I want to stand in front of these people. It doesn't matter about winning or losing or anything. I want to be in front of these people, these two specific people, and I'm going to just do it. I'm going to show up and do this. And that's why I went on the pitch. Those two reasons, because the women that were running it are like divine femininity all in one. You know what I'm saying? And then number two, I saw some judges that piqued my interest and then I wanted to work with further. And one of them and see about manifestation, because we, we can't leave out the spiritual aspect of our greatness. And now I'm going to jump into the second part of what you asked me. That faith, that mustard seed faith, not that giant gallon of water, always available faith, but that little sip sip that you drink slowly because <laughs> you don't want to be dehydrated. You know what I'm saying? It manifested literally at the brunch pitch when one of the judges came to my table and purchased something. She, I did not know she was, you know, I saw her name, but I did not know her face, if you know what mm. I mean. Like when I met Jay-Z, I'm listening to rap music and I remember everyone's like, oh my God, I'm like, who is this? Why is he over here? You know, and I didn't know who he was because I, if I saw Beyonce, I wouldn't know who she was and I would probably would have fainted. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. So it was like this person is standing in front of me who I wanted to come here for. And I didn't even know it was her, you know, and she's buying something, my product before I even got to the table. And then she didn't know I was one of the contestants. Wow. And I think that's both about just being busy entrepreneurs. Like we hear about stuff, but we're not. I didn't go online. I didn't do this. But it was just that manifestation. Like what I, I knew why I went there. I put it out in the atmosphere and she came to my table without me asking and mm. used her money to buy my product before I even got to the table. Boom. Right. So now we're in a pandemic. I have three children. I find out I'm pregnant in the pandemic during a quarantine. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm going on 42 years old. What are you telling me? My, you know, like, whoa, the womb that at 22 was jacked up and hostile is some fertile myrtle. You know what I'm saying? Wow. In my 40s, right? <laughs> so I am that living testimony. And that's why I'm, I make products that support the womb and endocrine system. Mm. Because I'm the living testimony and proof that they work. So I'm sitting in my house and I'm like, I'm getting these emails. I'm like, why are you bothering me? Like, I'm in here dying. I have freaking of these six buildings that I gave my heart and soul to that just cut me, didn't mm. give a crap. I'm a New York City vendor, which means I'm basically a consultant. I have disability. I don't know how to use it. You know, mm. I have business insurance. I'm paying all these different things, these different elements. And I don't even know which one is going to feed me right now. <laughs> if I even have something, is COVID a disability? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just talking the real, like I'm locked in this house with my small children and I don't know what to do because our rent is really high in Brooklyn. It's like, even when you're in the, you could be living in like outside, you got, you can get shot at any second and your rent's going to be in the thousands. It just is. It's what it is here. Right. So I had, this is what I call emotional intelligence is my skill. People are so you can focus and say, I'm the best. I'm popping. I'm this, I'm that. Right. But how are you treating your clients? 
And how are you treating the people you're teaching or whatever you're doing? What does your customer service look like? Because during this pandemic, my two highest paid contracts advocated the residents that I teach at Banana Kelly in the Bronx, they are resident council. They went and said, how do you cut Marilyn? We need her. We can't make it through this and we'll do it on Zoom or Google Meet. We'll figure it out. The mm. seniors that I work with in Bedstock, the people that went through, um, they started uh, getting produce from organization that donates produce to all these seniors throughout Brooklyn. And yeah. so because of the connection that I had, that woman who's running this organization called Age Friendly and Emerge Soul, Soul they called Chef Marilyn because they know that Chef Marilyn is not going to just show up on Zoom, but Chef Marilyn is going to show up emotionally well. She's going to mm. show up in a culturally responsive way, which they know that Chef Marilyn, Marilyn the chef, is going to show up and relate to a 70-year-old locked in her house out in Brooklyn. And she's not going to come and be like, well, if you don't eat this, if you don't have a vegan diet, if you don't do this diet plan, then Dr. Sabi and this person said you're going to die. You know what I mean? While someone's locked in their house losing their family members. And people really act like that. I live in one of the most bougie, besides LA probably, cities in this country where everyone mm. has it together. I got mm. this. Okay, that's nice. And they requested me. They said, mm. well, can't we want Chef Marilyn to be the one to teach us how to eat this stuff? And we went on Zoom and they cooked in their kitchens and I taught them. And, and these, this small agency made sure I got my rate run. This agency run by Black women made sure I got paid at my rate mm. that a big, large nonprofit pays me. That's community, not, oh, she looked out for her people while she starved and didn't feed her own kids. Mm -hmm. Community mm -hmm. service is not poverty. It should not equate to that because mm -hmm. most of the nonprofits that try to target activists and they target consultants and vendors, they act like they're not making six figures behind their desk. You're not here mm -hmm. saving America and starving. You're getting mm -hmm. a good, a decent, decent salary. We can't act like nonprofits are like, oh, I make 20000 a year. <laughs> like, sit down, stop lying. This is, calm down. But anyway. I say all that to say because I built that brand. That's how I made multiple streams. I can start and say because I'm smart, because I work smart, because I have the strategic plan that to knock down. No, yeah. I made it through a pandemic, but because before the pandemic started, I poured love and community and empowerment and never mm. let nobody ever ask me to work for free. So they, no one That's ever good. thought they could think twice about calling my number saying, That's can you good. help the seniors out for free? Because they know better. But they mm -hmm. also know better that even though when you come into that standard, she's going to come with a level of love that is as if these people are her family because that's who I am. And mm -hmm. that is why I kept my money during the mm -hmm. pandemic. And that's why some of these stores stayed open because they actually were grounded in love and community and hugs to their freaking mm -hmm. community instead of saying, hurry up, buy your food, get out of my place. Those people mm -hmm. are closed. I know three of those stores at this moment are shut down because everyone, while they were in distress, definitely wasn't going to walk up in there. Right. We wasn't messing with you. Right. And it's not and not saying that everyone who closed, that was the story. But I mm. do know some mighty restaurants who master, but I can think about them. I can come with my stroller and I can ask for thousands of cups of water and my kids can spill something. And I know I'm not the only mom that thinks that those people made it through the pandemic. You feel me? Mm. People are making donations. 
doing GoFundMe's for mm. some of these places out here in Brooklyn yeah, because yeah. they sold a seed of love. And we are forgetting that. We think business and how can you use the word passion and it's not in any way personal? Mm. Come on. Then you're yeah. in the business is my, this is my job, shorty. It's what I do. And then I go yeah. home and have passion. But if your business is your passion, then it's going to be personal. You're going to connect to people. And that is beautiful. Like, and that is how I made it. I had people advocating for me, a school students advocate for me, parents advocate for me. And I had these contracts. And because of what I make is why I was able to still pay my bills with just two contracts. And then launch this. I only had two contracts. I paid these bills. We couldn't live like we normally did. And then I had a savings. It's lined up to mm. hire three teachers, which I did, had to lose that. It was a big loss for me because my business was taking it to the next level where I didn't have to teach anymore. Mm. And now the school shut down and all the money I saved, I had to pull and raise my salary and do a hokey pokey. Ain't going to talk too much about this because I get <laughs> just had an audit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to <laughs> use my money in different ways as a disaster relief up in my business. And Which for me, for this time, for sure. exactly for sure. as the CEO mm-hmm. of a company. And I had to make mm-hmm, moves mm-hmm. like that. And then having I cannot I could sit here and be like, I just launched this second part of my business. No, I'm not dumb. I wasn't going to use all my savings. I called mm-hmm. and asked people like everyone else does. <laughs> I asked folks. Everyone asks. I work for a charter school and this guy took me in as a mentor. And when I watched how this Jewish man at every year on his fundraiser, he would highlight my business. He always supported me, put me in front of the right people. When I would see that man on the stage and how he asked for money, this man is money, but he still wasn't like, oh, let me put my heart and my money in this school because I love the kids. Hell no. It would be the last fundraiser had maybe 50. I don't even know if I think it maybe had 30. I don't think it was 50. I 30 people in the room and they opened another building. When you open a school, you're opening the chief operations, the principal, the teacher, that's all money, all their salary. So you feel me, right? All of that. Mm-hmm. And that's his fundraiser opened the school. I'm not saying he didn't have other spaces, but that fundraiser, that goal <laughs> in a high six figure number came from a tiny little room. You feel me? Because we got it. And that showed me the excellence that needs to happen in black communities. And so Mm. I asked because they all saw that they're grateful to say I helped that school in Washington Heights open. My money is long. That's working. Mm. small, And I may Mm. not reap a return. I may not sit on the board, but my name is associated with greatness. And that's Mm. the difference. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. without you having to eat off that money, mm. it's a long legacy. When you build a legacy, some people, are, kids are not eating off the food that they served three generations ago, but that wisdom is still present and it came from you. That's something different. That's a seed that's spiritual, right? So mm. I watched him get this money and I said, during this pandemic, I said, well, I'm going to do what he did. <laughs> I'm like, I don't got, all my friends ain't millionaires. Like people in that room probably, that was probably like seven buildings in that room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I didn't, I, we don't all have that, but all my friends have something. And not one of them told me no, even if they donated yes. 25. Then let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get a little more of, because I could not boast about my intelligence, but boast about my transparency on social media and love. Find out I'm pregnant. And I'm openly say I decided to be a single parent. I did not want to partner with someone just because I had a baby. That's what the 40s do to you. Like, we know who we are. We're like, I'm 42. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> but I had in this house 
and I put it out on social media. And this lady said, hey, put your registry up. We want to take care of you. I was like, um, you know, I'm also 42, which means I grew up like in Generation X and we don't ask people for nothing. And that's shameful. And I swallowed it. Right. Put my registry up. My parents bought me a stroller. And I told my mom, you don't got to buy me nothing else. Everyone on social media. I don't even have 10,000 followers. They all bought my registry out. Everything, Pampers, everything was purchased by strangers. Until then, I got these little regular jars and these little plastic, like not plastic, but they're like compostable little bags on Amazon because Amazon was the only place still shipping people. And I just started sending little herbs to people, sowing that seed, doing my what I do because I was doing it with colleagues and everyone asking me. So I just started doing it like that. And uh, a client as I close my client that's been with me since I was just teaching and in no way thinking of selling anything like this. She has a jar that she texted me, I mean, emailed me, and it has handwritten. It says melanated magic for her skin that worked for her. And it's handwritten, you know what I mean? And I wrote and shipped it to Grenada. It is so funny because <laughs> look at my labels now and my labels. And then, then I didn't have a label because I wasn't trying to have a label. I was just looking out for my people as I've had private clients since 2018. Now I do it at a higher level of online consultations and stuff like that and herb consultations, but it's just so amazing. And so that's just my very raw, rough story. And I'm, I'm very proud to tell it in that raw, unedited way so that, cause I know there's someone else out there who's like sitting here, breastfeeding, stressed, hot, tired, and like, there's (laughs) no way I can do and not one thing else, but it probably is true. You can't do one more thing. But what you can do is a thing that will lead to you having rest. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I hustle. I work seven days a week, but I know next year I won't be. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I won't be next year. I work a market. I, I sell online, but I also work a street market in one of the busiest areas in Brooklyn, Black Girl Magic Marketplace. That's what it's called. Wow. And I stand oh. outside from 11 to 7, Saturday and Sunday, and sometimes with all four of my children. And I sell these herbs and I meet so many people that I would never meet. And I some days don't have not one ounce of me left to give. And I'll stand at that table and that white customer will come up and be like, you're so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Look at oh, my this smells so good. I'm so glad you're here. It's it's those little moments and you will attract what you need, Mm. basically, is what I'm saying. Even when you're on your last drop, you will attract the water. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing. Yes. I wanted to say too, what can um our audience expect to see from you now if they check out your site for Marilyn the Chef? What can they expect to see and find? And can people order herbs even internationally? Yes. Okay. So I'm revamping the website. So by the end of the week, you will be able to order international again. I have a client in Grenada. I have a a woman that just purchased stuff in Canada. But, you know, sometimes Wix does things wrong. Like with their shipping costs, they put free shipping. for. So people was ordering internationally and they had free shipping on there. (laughs) And I had to cover the shipping. But I was like, Wix. So they they stopped it and, and they're doing like whatever technical thing. They said by the end of the week, it will be back up and running at like a normal rate. I do international shipping. You can come to my website and it is being revamped. But when you first thing you're going to see is a beautiful store. And, you know, it is amazing. You can use my herb. 
and in smoothies, which I love to do the most because I'm a coffee mm. drinker. Okay. But most of my clients use them as teas. I mean, make sure you just you steep them in a, a metal steeper or in a reusable bag because we're here to save this, to, to not save the earth. The earth don't need to be saved. Respect the earth. I hate when people say save the earth. It's just so capitalistic. The earth is doing much better than us. <laughs> you know, we just just don't punch the earth in the face. That's what I just don't want people to do. Stop punching her. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so you're shopping and you can get uh, oils. All of my oils are lab tested. They're hypoallergenic. I make mm. them in lab with different smells that come together. The Atractivo oil, that's what it's called. It attracts divine feminine energy. Some of the smells I used were financially free. He had all these names. I don't know what, how he named these scents, but this is his thing. He had things like perfect match because I didn't want, he's like, oh, use perfect. I said, no, I want us connecting with perfect fits. Like, you know, a car, that puzzle, the part, the puzzle is wilted. It still fits the right piece. It's wilted. You know, we don't have to be perfect, but whoever we connect with, perfect. Mm. It's a perfect match for at that time and season and gentle fluidity, fl- flowing. Those are the names I use for Adactiva Oil because after I had Ezra, I just really wanted a feminine space where I can be fragile and gentle. It just opened up in me and I wanted to create that for other women. Mm. And it's out every weekend in the market. And I mean, like this weekend, I sold 30 bottles mm. like standing on the corner you know and the men did all and I made one for the men they're like oh this got a little sweetness to it I like that I said see because men people act like men don't need gentleness mm. they don't need to rest and it, there was one that he says is it's something to do with carrying I forget how he said it but it just meant to be carried and held and I mm. put that scent in the men's because they deserve that also mm. they get tired they need to be held and it's doing really well. Those are my two newest oils, but you can find fragrance oils. You can find my amazing spiritual bath that sold out completely and my new seasoning. The best way I feel for people to shop on my site, to be specific, is to go to my Instagram at Marilyn the Chef, because you could, once you hit my link tree, I have it organized for you. You can hit fragrance oil. You can go straight to hormone balance. And if you're looking to get mm. pregnant, or if you haven't had your period and you want your period to come back, I am your girl. If mm. you have POS, you can get something called Sis Be Gone. You can get fibroids free or wow. my top seller called I Hate Cramps. <laughs> that <laughs> sells out and it works, you know, but that the, the link tree helps you go exactly where you want to go. And on my link tree, you also can see interviews I've had on BronxNet. You can see the work I've done in the community, like links to those things specifically. Mm. And that's why I like that, because sometimes you go to a website and you could just get confused and lost. Yeah. But on the gram, you can like go to that link tree and then you could like look at some videos and watch me act crazy and have fun. You know, <laughs> see little Ezra. Hi, Ezra. So cute. <laughs> yeah he's like who's that <laughs> yeah no thank you so much for sharing and sharing mm-hmm. the honesty of running a business sharing the journey you went on and sharing the value of how you value community and how that really came back for you and, in a positive way during the pandemic when so many people struggled and also thank you so much for giving our audience a clear way of how they can see you on the ground actually check out your products and you cover so many things for women like when you're talking about the cramps one I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> that one yes, <laughs> I yes, yes. 
Yes, um, look into and, it because uh, that's what we <laughs> that's what we specialize in: mind, body, and spirit. If you are not whole within, and how, and also you can find me on Clubhouse at Marilyn the Chef. I have a club oh, called cool. Well in These Streets, and we meet every Tuesday and Sunday. Tuesdays we meet at one thirty. Sundays we meet at eleven a.m. Right before I start my market and. Basically, it's a group that I formed where we take care of each other. Every month we sponsor one another. If it's business or you need new suits for an interview or you or you want to get a, a raise and you have a big meeting and someone needs to help you rewrite or help you write a speech like that way. But we also help each other financially. And every month we've, we've sponsored each other. Wow, and I so think cool. in a, such a small group with like eight of us. We made it through this winter and all of us, what we affirmed in February, we all have done. And we all come from working, not some work nine to five, some are entrepreneurs to own a nonprofit. And it's so up dynamic to see everyone set and reach their goals. And I, you, cause you can't do it alone. So yeah. that's what we do in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marilyn, and it was thank so you. great to meet you. And I want to say thank you for your amazing energy and transparency. I came on here like a hot whirlwind, like, whoa, but this ain't working. That ain't working. And you had so much patience and joy and your glow and you're so beautiful. So thank oh, you for thank you, you <laughs> for highlighting our lives, you know, 3D, because that matters. We, we need to be highlighted. We need to be reminded that our story matters. So thank you. Absolutely. Also. Yeah, no, thanks. And also good to meet you, little one. Yes. <laughs> and, um, little, yeah, I just wanted to say it's a joy to share the story, to meet you and to collaborate with everyone at the brunch pitch I have to give them a shout out with that this as well because they connected me and honestly looking forward to seeing everything that your business becomes even beyond